And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 162 today. A little bit different feel in the studio as it is just me recording this podcast. Tommy could not do it tonight. I could not do it last night. And Chris Savaro, league referee, is not willing to step onto the podcast and talk about the games, but that is okay. Um... I will try to put on my best Colin Coward impersonation and get us through the next hour. We'll recap last week's games. We will preview next week's games. And we will talk about some playoff implications for the teams that are fighting for the last spots. See where teams can kind of move up and down in position as we enter the last two weeks of the regular season. Playoffs will start in two weeks. uh, Three weeks of playoffs. Championship game on September 4th. Um... Yeah, I'm just going to get it started. We'll start talking about the first game. I'm going to go kind of quick through the previews, I mean the recaps. I want to talk more about like what uh, is going to happen in the league rather than what has already happened, but we'll still, I'm still going to recap all the games. So uh, The 9 o'clock games, first game was the Bills versus the Eagles. The Bills won this game 40-20. Um, to 20. Bills score over, 30 point, over 31 points for the fourth straight week. Um, they have been absolutely rolling offensively. They're the league's highest scoring team, um, averaging 32, almost 33 points a game. Defense also playing amazing so far, averaging just over just 16 points per game on average. So the Bills are playing at a um, very high level right now on both sides of the football. Since that one and two start, they've put, reeled off four straight. Um, have a nice schedule to end the season. They play against uh, some formidable opponents towards the end, so we'll see how they fare in the last couple weeks of the season. But right now, they're 5-2. and two. In this game, IB looked amazing, was mic'd up in this one, and he put on an absolute show. He uh, had six total touchdowns, ran three, threw for three. No Liam in this game for the Bills, which you thought maybe if the Eagles were going to pull off an upset, that would be the first start. Liam not showing up for the 9-30 game. Um, I think he overslept his alarms, didn't actually, uh, wasn't, wasn't a scheduled miss. Uh, IB shows up right as the game's starting, um, still goes out there, puts on a show. Galante throws an interception first possession that kind of just got the Bills up and going. They score, go up two scores, um, and they just kind of never were able to pull the game closer, um. Eagles definitely moved the ball a bunch, but the Bills' defense was very good at stifling them in the red zone and just not allowing them to get into the end zone. Uh, Marola, league leader in sacks, had another one in this game. DeLon all over the field. Um, I really liked how IB had to really, like, not d- dig into the bag, but no Liam there. You're best, your best player so far this season for your team, and you step up in a big way. Like I said, six total touchdowns. Um I'm very excited to see how far this Bills team can go. Uh, IB is playing at his MVP-type level right now. He leads the league in total touchdowns, second in total yards. Uh, He looks just like the guy that we saw a couple years ago play quarterback. It's been a couple seasons. Now he's finally back under. He's really, like, in a groove now, so I'm excited to see how the rest of the season goes for the Bills. Um, As for the Eagles, um. Looked good after that doubleheader last week, the big win against Mikey, then fall in the second game of doubleheader against the Saints. Now you go out there and um, you lose to one of the better teams in the league. So no no reason to um, hang your head, but now you're basically in playoff mode. Next two weeks, you have to win all three games. I've, I've been saying three or four is the golden number. I think a team with four wins could easily not make the playoffs. There are a lot of teams in that, uh, we'll call it the five to, or no, the four, I should say, the four to eight, or no, four to ten, that could all, fighting for those last two spots, I think five wins will definitely guarantee you a spot, which the Eagles can go out there and get when they play against the Rams, the um, 
the Rams, the Chargers, and the uh, Rams, Chargers, and Dolphins. So three winnable games for the Eagles to finish their season, but they have to um, come ready to execute at a high level, and Tommy needs to play the way he played against the Bucks in uh, two weeks ago if they're going to make a run. Uh, like I said, I think five wins will definitely get them in, and if they're able to pull off three wins to end the season, the Eagles will definitely find themselves in the top eight and in the playoffs. Um, yeah, Bills win 40-20. to IB looks like he is a league MVP favorite, or at least one of the two or three. Um, okay, other 9.30 game of the day was, oh, it was my game. It was our game. Uh, Raiders versus Saints. Raiders won 37-32. Um, I thought we moved the ball really well. They also moved the ball really well. There weren't many stops in this game. Uh, basically a back-and-forth battle. Not many. I don't believe there were any turnovers. Sterry was playing at a very good level. The Saints do a very good job on offense of spreading you out, uh, forcing you to guard the entire field, line you. You never see the same formation two or three plays in a row. Um, it's just a tough team. Yeah, I really have to game plan for them. Uh, Sterry ran very well in this game, had a couple touchdowns rushing, had a bunch of touchdowns uh, as well through the air. Um, yeah, I just think that they really just, they were not able to stop us. They didn't have Ashante, which is a huge miss. They didn't have Dev, another huge guy to be missing. And they fought. They fought really hard. They're, that's a really good team. They have a, they have a good uh, offensive line with Steve Saletto, Chris Hunter, and Lauren Jackson. And Sterry's got a really good arm. He's a good decision maker. Doesn't turn the ball over. Willing runner. Um, I like how he's played with them such far, thus far. This was his first loss in Beardown uh, at quarterback. Um, he had been 3-0 prior to that. He had missed two games earlier in the season. Um, yeah, I just think that the Saints, just they weren't able to get that one stop, extra stop they needed to be able to make the game closer. We, the Raiders led by two scores most of the way. Uh, Vin Gargano had a great game, scored three touchdowns. Keanu scored a touchdown in the opening possession. Micah scored one. Um, we got a lot of contributions from a lot of places. I will say that our flag grabbing was very porous. Um, definitely need to get back on track next week. The defense allowing 32 points is never something we like to see. Um, but we're not. I'm not worried though because we were we were we played with seven. We played with seven. We played with seven, and uh, Douglas had to leave early. So I just it was it was a weird week. We're happy to come out with the win. The Saints are a good team. Um, I would love to have played them with Devin Ashante when they were at full strength. It would have been an even better game. Um, but that's just kind of how it goes. You play who's there. Um, we pull out a 37-32 win. We can, we can, uh, stay 7-0. I think I've won 12 straight now. Uh, but, yeah, it's been a good season for the Raiders. This is the first – this is one of our only games where we weren't, like, really pressing at the end. We were up by two scores most of the game. We were able to kind of coast, but I think that's why our defensive intensity kind of lacked. So, um, yeah, the Raiders definitely need to step up a little bit defensively. We've had some uh, good games, some bad games, so I just want to see some consistency from my squad heading into the uh, – playoff push and really getting ready to go we're sitting at the two seed right now the saints are actually sitting at the eight seed after this we'll talk about their second game in it right after this um but yeah saints are going to be fighting for the playoffs these last three weeks and we're we're clinched we're definitely clinched with a 7-0 record but uh we definitely want that one seed in that undefeated season um i don't have the stats to me if you didn't notice i didn't do stats for the game i kind of came i came here uh a little unprepared, uh, kind of had to get this done, made sure I got something out, so we're going with what I got. All right, next game was the, ooh, this is a very good game. It was the Cowboys against the Buccaneers. Um, Cowboys win 13-7. to A uh, lot of big plays that really changed the complexion of this game. Um, 
Mikey, the the Cowboy, the Buccaneers get them to go four and out on the first possession. Mikey takes the snap and fires a deep strike to Cam Crooms for a touchdown on the first offensive play of the game. And right then and there, Bucks have a lot of momentum. Uh, you never want to give Mikey an early lead because he's very good at playing with a lead, slowing the game down, limiting your offensive possession. So one thing you never want to do against Mikey is fall down early. But they were able to come right back. They score a touchdown. Justin uh, running, rushing. Uh, nice run up the middle. Made a couple guys miss. Um, it stayed that way for a while. And then the big play of the game was uh, Justin throwing one of his best passes of the season, if not his best pass of the season. Hits Bowen on like a 35-yard touchdown catch uh, over Denoya. Um, was a huge play in the game. Kind of got the Cowboys with big energy. Got their ca- the Cowboys to get energy back in the game as it kind of felt like the game was a little... Uh, it was lacking at times, I felt like, with energy. But the Cowboys, with that big play, kind of got themselves back into it. And then their defense just locked in. They've had one of the best defenses all season. And they locked in and were able to hold Mikey to zero points outside of the first play of the game. Um, or the first play and, and then the conversion. Um, they Mikey got inside the five two or three times. Just wasn't able to score. Had a bad snap on a fourth and one. Uh, was called down at the one before that when uh, it was questionable. Maybe he got in the end zone. Um... But give it up to the Cowboys' defense. They football is a game of inches, and they uh, they stood their ground on defense. Got multiple goal line stops in this game. Um, Piscopo just a menace now, tied for the league lead in sacks, uh, playing at a very high level. The motor we've talked about is endless. That defensive line with Mark and Spo just makes it uh, a very good uh, D line. And then the DBs, you have Bowen, you have Pisco, uh, not Piscopo, for Justin Augie. Um, Frombach, um, Sobes, who leads the league in pass breakups. It's a really good team. There's 8 0 for a reason. They've had some games this season where they've struggled to score, especially the last couple weeks. But um, their defense has been more than able to handle the, uh, handle the job. And when their offense is struggling, their defense is able to come out and make some plays. So um, I'm not worried about the Cowboys. They, they, they improved to 7 0 after this game. They were 8 0 after a forfeit win in the later window against the Chargers. They stand at first place in the league. They've been there all season. Um, I will say the offense needs to probably score some more points, but in the meantime, the defense is doing a very good job at limiting teams scoring the ball. Uh, They have one of the better defenses in the league, I believe, points per game. They have not allowed 100 points yet this season through seven actual games. Um, That's very, very impressive. Um, Something that not a lot of teams probably have done in uh, first eight game or seven games of a season. So uh, kudos to that defense. As for the Buccaneers, fall to three and four. Big last two weeks of the season incoming. Uh, we'll talk about some guys that are missing some time the last couple weeks that could lead to um, the Bucks. Situ- like, will lead to either the Bucks winning or losing these last couple weeks to make the playoffs or not. Um, Mikey's a winner in this league. I know we talk about it all the time. Three and four now. Time to really start winning. Get yourself in the playoffs. Like I said, five wins definitely. Four wins maybe. Um, Cowboys win 13-7, take care of business to move to 7-0. The other 10-30 game was the Ravens against the Saints. Uh, Ravens coming in with doubleheader. They were 1-5 coming in or 1-5 yeah, coming into the, into the week. And they knew that their season was on the line. And they had to probably win two games this week to really be considered a chance at making the playoffs with just two games left after last Sunday. Um, and they got themselves off on the right foot. 
and they beat the Saints 22 to 17. It was an absolute great. It was a great game. Um, not a lot of scoring in the second half. The defenses of both teams really stepped up and made some plays. Um, a lot of big turn. There was a couple big turnovers in this game. Paul Coco stayed composed, made some plays. Um, moved the ball down the field, really got the ball out fast. You see what a good quarterback can do to a team. Three weeks ago, we said the Ravens were dead. Now the Ravens are three and five, sitting in eight or two and five after this game, sitting in ninth place in the league. Um, Paul Coco has come in and rejuvenated this offense. Q Hunter has looked like an absolute beast. He's he looked good when. Uh, when they didn't, when they weren't winning, but now you see it. When they really has a quarterback, you can see how he he's a good receiver. He gets open. He makes guys miss in the open field. Um, he's a really good player. They got some good athletes. Markell's made some plays on defense. Um, it, but it's been a Rod in the middle making tackles, and Melozzi in the middle had a couple sacks in this game. Um, they they've kind of come together. Austin played very well in this game as well. They're, they're the quarter a quarterback can bring a team together like that. So I am very happy that I made the move as a commissioner to get Paul Coco onto the Ravens, save their season. And now they're sitting at a chance with two games left to go. They they're sitting at a really good opportunity to make the playoffs. Um, Paul Coco improved to two and zero in his uh, career in the league after this one. Uh, the defense of the Ravens is really what's hold, is keeping them together. Last uh, last couple weeks, they've uh, they held the Chargers to zero. 17 against the Ravens. Very good if you keep a team under 20 in this league. So, uh, all in all, the Ravens are playing at a really high level. The Saints, on the other hand, fall to 0-2. Um, felt like Sterry wasn't as sharp in this one. Throwing the football, running the football, he was still electric as can be. Um, there were a lot of tensions in this game. The game definitely had some uh, chippy moments, some controversial moments for sure. But... Um, the Ravens definitely played well enough to win this game, and I'm not gonna. I don't like to say this, but you can't complain about losing a game if you only scored 17 points. Um, I think if you don't score, my my rule has always been: you gotta score at least 20, and then you can start complaining about other things that forced you to lose a game. Um, if you're only scoring, if you're scoring under 20 points and you lose, you have to blame your offense for not getting over the hump. Um, the Ravens win this game, 22-17. They look really good. They're moving the ball. Paul Coco's getting it out fast, and he's doing a much better job at not taking sacks. I know he took a few in this game, but um, every quarterback's going to take some sacks. As long as he's figuring out, he has to get rid of the ball kind of fast. He does have a good offensive line with Santiago, Austin, and Melozzi. So, um, yeah, the Ravens are going to be a good team. If they sneak into the playoffs, they could be a, a frisky matchup in round one against a top-seeded team if they fall into a 7 or 8 seed. Um... I know Q scored a touchdown this game. Paul Coco ran two in. Uh, Lou scored in this game. Sterry had another one rushing. Um, they just weren't able to. Uh, Nate Nate also scored a touchdown this game for the Saints. Just uh, not an easy easy day. They fall to zero and two. Not the day the Saints were looking for after they went two and zero the previous Sunday in a doubleheader. Um, they still have one more doubleheader to go since they skipped a week earlier in the season. We'll stick with the Ravens, and we will talk about their next game, which they play against the Rams, whose season was also on the line going into this Sunday. And with that being said, the Rams only having seven guys there or six guys there for the game in a in a in a day where you had to have one win. Had would love to have had two. You don't get a good attendance game, um, and. Yes, you had life because you held the Ravens to six points in regulation, but the offense just all season has not been able to move the football. Um, Collis has been an ineffective thrower at times. Um, running the ball, the offensive line has collapsed at times, not giving him enough time to throw. But all in all, Collis will definitely take this season on his shoulders and know that um, he definitely didn't play his best football. Um, but also on the same side, the defense at times didn't play very well either. So, um, it's been a rough season for them. They've had attendance issues at times. I feel like they have never really had their full team consecutively for weeks. Um, but in this game, 
the Rams didn't even score on offense. They got Tommy Pierce pick six middle of the game. He uh, baited Coco into throwing a hitch late into the uh, to the outside. Tommy stepped right in front of it. Big play. Put them up 6 nothing. Um but when you're only down one score in this league, even two scores in this league, you should never really be worried. Uh, Ravens drive down late in the game. Paul Coco rushing touchdown conversion, no good. They go to overtime. I think they won in the third overtime, 8-6. to six. There were a lot of big plays. There were a couple conversions from each side in the overtime periods. Um, yeah, it, it, the Ravens, this was a game where both teams realized that they really had to get this one because you were going to need the tiebreaker over the teams that are going to be behind you or near you in the standings. And uh, the Ravens are able to pull out an 8-6 to six win. Uh, Paul, honestly, I can't even say the Ravens' offense was good in this game. They scored one touchdown. Um, neither neither offense was good, but the defenses were both very good. Uh, a lot of tack- a lot of good tackling, good flag grabbing, um, good DB play as well. Had turnovers on both sides. Um, yeah. I just think that uh, the Ravens came to play on a day where their season was on the line. And the Rams fall short in a game where it just feels like nothing could go their way. Couldn't get a call. Um, kind of feel, probably felt that way. Sometimes all seasons have been able to finish out wins. They had games. They had a lot of games that they were leading or they were down one score or down a point or something or tied with not a lot of time left. Just weren't able to really finish these games. Their season could have went a lot differently if a few plays would have broke their way. Um all in all, they lose eight to six. Ravens now move to three and five uh, with two games to go, and the Rams fell to one and six. <clears throat> in the other eleven thirty game, the Cowboys got a forfeit win over the Chargers. Hate to see the Chargers uh, didn't show up. Shout out to C Bass. Shout out to Matt DePhillips. I'm sorry you guys showed up and your team did not. Um, hopefully they show up this week. I'm not entirely sure. Wickup hasn't gotten back to me on their status, but. Um, yeah, that would stink. That would, that would suck if a team stopped showing up with three weeks to play. Not good look for the league, but um, they were a team definitely that was struggling to score offensively. Um, two last two games to talk about: uh, Rams versus Dolphins. Dolphins played with six, and me as a sub. Rams played with five, and Augie and DePhillips as a sub. Uh, Dolphins honestly controlled this game the entire way. Scored on three of their first four possessions. Move the ball with ease. Win this game 28-6. The Rams were very defeated mentally and physically from that first game. That first triple overtime game they had to play against the Ravens. It was very hot on the turf, especially at around 12.45, 1 o'clock when this game got started. More like 1-1-15. Um, yeah, college just really wasn't able to get the ball going. Harnish and, Harnish and Jarwar did a really good job collapsing the pocket. And, uh, yeah, college just same story. Hasn't been able to find find his rhythm throwing the football this season. And it's hindered their offense in a big way. Um, yeah, I just, the Rams, they just, they, they were very, um, just stagnant and just really weren't like they weren't fully mentally there in the second game. Like I said, you lose that first game eight to six, you fall to one and six on the season. You know that you have to go three and know the rest of the way, and then you're playing with five guys. Don Palumbo gets hurt after having a really good first game for you guys. Um, just a tough situation. Uh, Dolphins fall twenty to six. I thought Negron played his best game, most confidence I've seen him play with in a while. Um, he's throwing the ball well. He's finding open receivers and he's hitting them. Uh, no Dan Dexter in this game, so Jordan Bowman and uh, and Griffin Lutz did the majority of the work. Bowman had a touchdown. Griffin Lutz had two touchdowns. Um, yeah, not really much more to say. I didn't really have to do a lot in this game uh, for the Dolphins. Dolphins really took care of business uh, and they got to four and three on the season which um like i said probably last week if you took the if you told me the dolphins after week two were going to be four we're going to be four and one their next five games 
I might, might have called you crazy, but Negron has once again wrote, uh, wrote the ship, and he is looking like a quarterback that is going to uh, continue to have his team marching in a big way. Um, they went 28-6. to Huh? No, thought I was getting potentially getting a companion for the podcast. I am not. Uh, last game of the day was a weird one. It was Falcons versus Patriots. Patriots playing without quarterback Trevor Garland. You saw Alex Cocker play quarterback. You saw Mark DePalma play quarterback. You also saw CJ play a little quarterback. Um, usually when you have one, when you have three quarterbacks in a game, you usually don't end up winning the game or playing well enough to win on offense, and that is exactly what happened in this game. The Falcons take full advantage of the Patriots not having Garland, win this game 28-13. to Hogreave, another two, uh, two pass touchdowns, both to Chapo who had a really good game, couple dips, couple uh, sidesteps into the end zone. Uh, they got a good team. Leota didn't show up in this one, but Tuna, uh, Aaron Ford stepped up on the line. Q had a long rushing touchdown off a couple pitches. Um, Chris is feeling himself right now rushing the ball. He's really doing a really good job of getting into open field and getting the ball to his really good playmakers like Q and Dwan, who were really good at making guys miss in the open field. Um no du jour in this game for them as well. So they were playing with a lot of man da- men down, but they had enough of the right ones there. Uh, Hogreef continues to play mistake-free football, has yet to throw an interception. Um, hasn't pushed the ball down the field a ton, but it's obviously been okay because they now they get to 4-3. and three. They're sitting in the 4 or the 5 seed, I believe. I want to say the 4 because they beat the Patriots, who now fall to 4-3 and three in this game. Um yeah, the Falcons are playing really well defensively. They did their job in a game where a team doesn't have their quarterback. You should definitely not allow them to score more than two touchdowns. And outside, it really, you allow them to only score one touchdown. Uh, they scored in their final drive of the game. Um, yeah, I like the way the Falcons look. They took a couple losses in a row. Um, but they look like they're back on track. They got a big one this week against the Saints. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but, yeah. I really like the way they're playing. And the Patriots, if Garland was there, obviously would have been a completely different game. You obviously see how different a team, any team is without an elite quarterback, especially a team that's used to having a guy like Trevor who pushes the ball down the field, gets the ball to his guys, lets them make the plays sometimes. But you don't have your leader there. You don't have your signal caller. Uh, it's not an easy recipe for success in this league. Oh, jeez. Um yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not worried about the Patriots at all. When Garland is there and they're fully healthy, they are a, a, a very, very good team. They also didn't have Kenny Tindall in this game. Um, so And Josh Taylor also didn't play. So not a lot of guys from both sides missing this game. So, uh, yeah, Falcons at the win. They looked good doing it. They took care of business, which is what you're supposed to do. But I can't take much from this game because Garland didn't play. Um, so... I'm going to hold reservation on who I really think is the better team of those two teams. I think the Falcons are good. I think the Patriots are good. I just think we would have seen a much closer game had Trevor been there. But the Falcons do what they do. Chris gets the win. Another win on the season for him. Looking much better and much more comfortable in year two. Dwan, amazing game defensively. Multiple interceptions. Uh, Couple pass breakups also. He's amongst all the league leaders in defensive categories. Uh, a lot of good defensive players on this Falcons team. I like the Falcons. I think there's a lot of teams that they'd be able to beat that they lost to this season if they played um, them again. So um, they're going to be a team to be reckoned with going into the playoffs. But um, that concludes the Week 6 recap. We are going to now jump into a Week 7 preview. Um, actually, no, we're going to do power, my power rankings first. Here's how I feel the teams are playing, and this is uh, not rehearsed or anything, but I'm just gonna I'm kind of looking at the standings, and I'm gonna tell you, it's basically like who I think would win if they played one on one. So uh, first, I would take I have the Raiders one and the Cowboys then two, 
The Bills are playing very well. I have them at three, just like the standings. Um, I have the... I, I'm going to put the Falcons at four. I'm going to put the Patriots at five. Um, the Saints lose Terry Codrington for the season to a knee injury, pick up Justin Laguna. I'm going to put them, uh, I'm going to put the Bucks six, the Saints seven, the Dolphins eight, the Ravens nine, the Eagles ten. I'm basically in sync with the standings. I think the standings kind of show which teams are ahead of others. I, I'm not as high on the Dolphins because the Bucks beat the Dolphins just a week ago or two weeks ago. Um, and I think the Saints would beat the Dolphins if they played them the rest of the season, which I'm not sure if they do. Um, the, the Dolphins beat them without their players. I know that was very early in the season, but that's kind of how I feel about the teams. Um, the way the standings show right now, the Ravens, the Eagles, the Rams, and the Chargers, that goes 9 through 12. Those are the teams that are on the outside looking in. But the Ravens are 3 and 5. The Bucks are 3 and 4. The Saints are 3 and 4. Uh, the fourth place team is the Falcons at 4 and 3. So um, the Ravens finish 5 and 5. They could be looking at a mid a mid seed instead of looking at like a seven or eight seed. So uh, a lot of games left to be played still. Two weeks of games left to go. Some teams still have double headers to play. Um, it's going to be a really fun last couple weeks of the season. Um, let's talk. Let's talk week seven preview. Week seven preview. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Nine thirty start. These games we played at Sayreville High School. Um, Sayreville High School Turf, we will be playing there this Sunday. It will be a one-week thing. We'll be back at Rebels the following week. Uh, the field should be ready to go. But, yes, we are at Sayreville High School this week. Big matchups at 930. You get the Falcons read by his Chris Hogreef, who are coming in at 4-3 and three off a win, against the Saints, who are coming off of two losses. But um, Mook is questionable for this game. Not sure if he's playing. But Justin Laguna steps in for uh, Sterry for the rest of the season. Um, Starry was having a very good season running the ball, uh, was getting much better at throwing the ball uh, as the season went on. He was throwing very well, playing at a high level, just uh, I think his knee was kind of blown up last week, and I guess he felt like uh, was probably best to set out the rest of the season. All best wishes to him in a speedy recovery. Uh, but with that being said, Justin Laguna, one of the best quarterbacks I've seen play the sport, um, he steps into a team that he's definitely familiar with in terms of personnel with guys he's played with before, but stepping into a seven on seven, he's played a few times in our league sparingly, uh, but he's play, has a bunch of seven on seven experience. So uh, the, the whatever I'm going to quote, I'm putting in air quotes, the learning curve will be very small for him as he will probably be ready to go as soon as the game, a uh, couple, a couple of plays in, he'll probably get his feet wet and be good to go. Um, but yeah, he's playing on a Saints team who Mook is questionable to play. Um, Sterry now out. Dev, I believe, also out. So you're going to rely on Louvelez a lot. Jordan Jackson hopefully makes your turn. But like I said in the preview, I mean the recap, they have a very good line. Chris Hunter, Steve Saletto, uh, and Lauren Jackson. Three very big bodies capable of blocking anyone in the league. Uh, this is going to be a big test for the Falcons. The Falcons need to come out and show that they are way more of a team and that you have to show up week after week and build cohesiveness to be successful in this league. Uh, Chris has played mistake-free football. We'll see if the Saints are able to change that. Um, I'm going to take the Falcons in this game. I think they're just more of a team. I think it might take Laguna a game to get going, uh, especially playing with, I'm not going to say new guys, but guys that he hasn't played like much football on the same team altogether at the same time. Plus, there are new guys that he's never played with on the team, so... Um, I'm going to take the Falcons. It's going to be close. Laguna is a difference maker on both sides of the ball, just like Sterry was. And I'm excited to have him in the league. I think he's going to be a very good um, addition to the league. I think he's going to immediately make the Saints a team that could win the championship if they weren't already in your eyes. Um, 
yeah, I'm taking the Falcons. I'm not sure who anyone else is taking, so it's just going to be my picks this week. Uh, you've heard a lot of my voice. Um, but, yeah, that's that's uh, first 9.30 game. Also at 9.30, I would I would suggest showing up to the field at 9.30 for this uh, these two games. Cowboys versus Bills. IB versus Justin. Uh, two guys that know have been playing against each other, with each other for a very long time. They've played so many games together, so they probably know how the other one thinks on a football field. Um, with that being said, these are two of the three highest teams in the league. The Bills have won four straight. The Cowboys obviously have won eight straight. Um, this is going to be a test of which defense is going to really make the stops because both of these offenses are capable of moving the ball. Um, the Bills offense has scored 31-plus points in each of their last four games, or five games really, um, including the loss that they had to the Patriots. They scored 31 um, the Cowboys defense got to show that they really that they're really elite like that because the Bills offense has shown that they are the most elite offense in the league right now. Um, in this game, you're gonna see good matchups: Liam, Isaiah, Copes, Ryan, Rougeau against guys like Sobes, Bowling, Augie on the outside, Justin playing middle linebacker. Uh, you have the two guys that are leading the league in sacks going at it, and Matt Marola and Joe Piscopo. We'll see which guy wins that battle on the defensive side. Um, and I could expect this to be a game where I would imagine subs are limited. Well, not limited, but I mean um, the, the best guys are going to really not be taking any breaks in this game. Uh, this game has a lot of pride in the line, a lot of guys in the a lot of guys that have been playing in the league for a long time, and these are two really good teams. Um, I'm going to take the Bills. I think IB is really locked in right now. Offense playing very well, defense playing very well. Um Cowboys offense, like I said, has yet to score 20 points in three straight games now. Or no, they scored 20 against the Rams and then 19 and then 13. Or they scored in the final play. Their offense hasn't moved the ball and scored at the volume they were at the beginning of the season. Um, I'm taking the Bills in their offense. The the Cowboys are going to have to score close to 30 points to win this game, I think. Um, I do think they will be able to score more than they've been scoring because the urgency, the Justin definitely looking to run the ball more in this game. Uh, but I'm going to take the Bills to pull off the upset, give the Cowboys their first loss of the season. I think uh, the the Bills um, are just playing better combined on both sides of the ball. just think the offense of the Cowboys needs to show me that they're still that elite team that we watched the first like three, four weeks of the season. So, hey, prove me wrong. I think it's going to be a big game. I think either game that I just picked could go either way. I think the Saints are good enough to beat the Falcons, and I think the Cowboys, obviously the number one team in the Stangs, are good enough to beat anybody in this league. Um, I just think that you've been playing with fire the last couple weeks, and I guess that fire is about to go out. I'm taking the Bills and IB to pull off the, I guess it's an upset, three, the third seed versus the one seed. Um, all right, 10-30 matchup, 10-30 matchups. We got Falcons versus Rams. Falcons coming off of what I think is going to be a win playing against the, Saint, playing against the Saints. Um, they play against the Rams, a team that's 1-7 coming in, has nothing to lose. Um, you could see a quarterback change potentially. We saw at the end of the Dolphins game, Jeff uh, Reinecke played the last drive of the game or last two drives of the game for the Rams offense. He's definitely a better thrower of the football than Collis, but definitely not the athlete that Collis is running the football. Uh, Jeff has pretty good experience playing quarterback. He's played a bunch, bunch of Skamoog, other leagues as well. So if he is a starting quarterback in this game, that would be very exciting for me to see potentially as a new captain, new quarterback in this league. Um... I'm going to take the Falcons in this game. There's no reason for me to pick the Rams right now. They haven't been able to move the ball offensively. And with a new quarterback, and who knows who's showing up because the attendance has been kind of spotty all season. Haven't seen fourth-round pick Jordan Cameron in four or five weeks now. So, um, 
Yeah, I'm going to take the Falcons. Not a big preview in this game. Just think that if they win that first game, they're going to make sure that they keep the, they keep it rolling and they get to five and they get to six and three on the season. And if they were to lose that first game and I was wrong in my prediction, then they're going to make sure they get at least one win on the day. Feel good about themselves taking care of a Rams team. But um, if the Rams come to play, they are a talented team with good players. Tommy Pierce, Rags, Markell. Uh, Collis is going to be, if Collis isn't playing quarterback, he's still a difference maker on both sides of the ball if he wanted to be. So, um, yeah, I'm taking the Falcons, but I'm not counting out the Rams. There's, they, they have good players. They just haven't been able to finish out games. Uh, but they haven't been, they haven't given me a reason to pick them to finish a game and win. So I'm going to take the Falcons to go two and all in the day. If the Falcons go to two and all in the day and get to six and three on the season, that is a very, very good, uh, season and a great day for Chris Hogan if I imagine if that's able to happen hope the Falcons have all their guys there hope the Saints and the Rams also do as well against them 1030 game as well big game talked about it in the recap Eagles versus Dolphins Dolphins coming in at four and three not season is not on the line Eagles coming in at two and five season is definitely on the line Eagles will play one game this week and play two games next week um keys for both teams to win this game Dolphins, if you're the Dolphins, mind the ground, take everything you did last week and do it this week. Be confident throwing the football. Get the ball into Dexter and Griffin Lutz's hands. Throw the ball high. Let your receivers go up and make plays for you. And uh, don't scramble in the pocket because you were doing a very good job of getting rid of the ball. Thought you had great command of the great command of the huddle last week. I was very, imp- I, was, I was impressed. Um, but yeah, you're gonna have to repeat that performance because Tommy Galante is going to uh, score points and he's gonna score points quickly and sometimes a lot often uh, and often. Um, Joey Joe Pippoli switching to receiver from quarterback. He is going to end up finishing in the, amongst the league leaders in all categories. He's an absolute monster. Um, he's already over 200 yards on the season in just two and a quarter, two and a half games. Um, yeah, their team, the Eagles are a really good team. I hear it every week from people on the sidelines. The Eagles are a really good team. They're a really good team. Well, uh, get to five, get to three and five, beat the Dolphins, beat a team that I personally think you should beat. Um, I think Galante is the better quarterback in this matchup. But if the Dolphins' defense comes to play and gets and puts a lot of pressure on Galante and forces a bunch of sacks and negative plays, we could be looking at a nice Dolphins close, low-scoring victory here. But I'm going to take the Eagles. Uh, the line of Hughes, Maselli, and Giroux has done a very good job protecting for their quarterbacks all season, and I don't expect that to change in this game. Um, I like the receiving core of the Eagles of Kokoda, Dins, and Pip. So um, yeah, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the Eagles to win and get their season going again in the right direction, back to three and five, and looking like they're gonna make the playoffs. Um, Eleven thirty games. We have the Pats against the Bucks. Huge game. No Chase, no Surhoff for the Bucks. Um, I assume Trevor Garland is making his uh, return this week to the league after his one week absence for the Patriots. Um, those are three main players. The Patriots getting their best player back. The Bucks losing two of their top players. Uh, if you're Paul Carter, if you're Cam Crooms, if you're Tyler Cameron, like this is your game. You got to step up. And Mikey, you got to step up. Be a leader. Talk shit. Be aggressive. Uh, take shots. TJ Angstad need you to step your game up. Denoya need you to step your game up. Uh, this is a make it or break it week for the Bucks. The Bucks are sitting at three and four right now. They play against the Patriots this week and then the Saints and the Bills next week. Those are three really tough matchups. Three games that you're able to win, but just you're really gonna have to you're gonna have to play good football. And this week without Chase, without Surhoff, you could be looking at an uphill battle. Um, Mikey is a proven winner. He is he. Uh, 
He is making sure his team is prepared for this week. The DBs on his defense need to play better because this is a very explosive passing offense. Um, you're going to have to see a big game out of Paul Carter, though. And other guys that are usually role players are going to have to make big plays. Cam Kroom is going to have to score some touchdowns for sure. Um, if they get a sub, they can use a lineman sub on somebody. Uh, a lot, they could use a lineman sub, which would help their team significantly. But if they have to play with the eight they have without Surf and without Chase, I have to take the Patriots in this game. Trevor Garland, before he took his one week, uh, his one week off, um, was playing at an extremely high level, was tied for the league leading touchdown. So I'm going to roll with the Patriots. They have the better offense. Um, but Mikey is known to get in uh, players on that team's head for sure. And um, it could be a different story this time around. Taking Patriots. Other 11-30 game. Raiders versus Ravens. Um, Paul Coco, 3-0 in the league coming in. Ravens hot. Won their last three. Looking really good. Defense is playing a lot better. Offense is figuring it out. Um, I'm just going to say right now, they're going to have to score 30 to win this game. I know their defense has played well, but they've played against uh, some teams that have had some troubles moving the ball throughout the season. And the rate, one thing about my team is that we have not had trouble moving the ball throughout the season. So their offense is going to have to really come to play. Defense as well, they're going to have to pull flags. They're, they're going to have to not allow us to score long touchdowns, force us to grind out six, seven, eight play drives. Um if they do that and they keep the game close, then they, they're going to have a chance to win it at the end. But I just don't – I'm very confident going into this game. I told my team we're not overlooking them. This is not a – this is not the Ravens of the first four weeks. This is the Ravens of the last two weeks. And the Ravens of the last two weeks are 3-0 and probably one of the most improved teams in the league with just one player being added, obviously a very good quarterback. Um, but nonetheless, they, they've shown that they had the athletes. They just needed someone that was able to get them the ball and get them the ball in space consistently. Um, they've mixed up the run in the past well. They've got the jet sweep going with Q. Markell has, has been involved in the offense as well. Um, Paul does a good job moving the ball, and they move the ball down the field pretty well, but they haven't been able to necessarily punch in every time they do move the ball down the field. So um, this is the biggest test of their season, especially Paul Coco's, uh, what with Paul Coco playing quarterback. Uh, obviously, I'm going to take uh, the Raiders. We're marching. We're playing well. I think I got my full team back this week. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take care of business. But uh, I'm not sleeping on the Ravens anyway. They are much improved from the last from the first couple weeks. They finally have a quarterback, and uh, them boys probably going to be talking a little bit because they probably didn't like what I had to say about their effort levels in the beginning of the season uh, and whatnot. So they're going to be ready to play. This is a big one for them. They're definitely trying to keep the momentum going, get their fourth straight win. We're looking to get to our eighth straight win. Yeah, and we're taking the Raiders. Last game of the day, uh, 12.30 game, Chargers-Patriots. Uh, I'm not sure if the Chargers are showing up at this moment. I have yet to talk to James Whitcock, but there would be no reason in my mind to tell me the Patriots are not going to win this game. The Patriots are playing at a high level. The Chargers don't even show up to last week's game. We're not playing at a high level before that. Um, offensive inconsistency for the Chargers all year versus a team who was probably the most consistent offensive team outside of the last time we saw them the last two weeks we saw them play so i'm taking the patriots in this game against the chargers that means i have the patriots going two and oh getting to six and three in the season oh i got i got i got falcons and patriots both being six and six and three after this uh after this week someone maybe changed my mind uh change that um but that's just how i feel right now i think that the Patriots with Garland are a, a team that can win the championship, and last week doesn't really mean shit for them, and they know what the t what kind of team they are if they're playing together and playing at a high level on both sides of the ball. So yeah, that that is the uh, recap. Damn, I got out of here in 40 minutes. Uh, let's do some playoff implications. All right, so we talked about this. I posted the standings earlier. Um, 
Let's talk. Let's talk, I'll talk a little bit about them now. So the Cowboys sit at eight and zero. They've clinched a playoff spot. Probably clinched. They've clinched at least a top three seed. The Raiders and Cowboys have both clinched top three seeds. Um, the Bills sitting at five and two. Uh, if they take care of business and get to eight and two, they'll be a top three seed for sure. Um, they're the only other team. They're the only other team with two losses. So they're sitting with their own. They have their own. Um, they control their own destiny. If they were to beat the Cowboys and the Cowboys were to finish the season with two losses to end the year, the Bills could get as high as the two seed. Um, for the Falcons, they are four and three right now. They have games remaining against the uh, the Ravens, the Saints, and the um, Rams. If they were to get to three and zero, they'd be sitting at seven and three, probably putting themselves at at least a, a four seed um, because they beat. Uh, the other four, the the two other four win teams, so they also control their destiny for the four seed. Um, the Patriots, they finish their season against the Dolphins, and the Dolphins, the Chargers, and the Buccaneers. If they were to get to three and zero and finish season seven and three, they'd be looking at a four or five seed. Um, they lost to the Falcons, so they would not be able to jump the Falcons in the standings. Dolphins, same thing. They finished their season against the Raiders. The um, Eagles and the Patriots. I would expect them to go one and two, probably potentially zero and three, potentially two and one if they were able to pull off an upset against the Patriots or the Raiders. Their winnable, their most winnable game against the Eagles, which is this week. They're really looking forward to that one. Hopefully, they get to five wins. If they were to stay at four wins, they could be putting them, risking themselves to not make the playoffs. Um, one more win probably clinches a. I wouldn't say clinches a playoff spot because there are other teams like a lot of other teams that can get to five wins. But if they were to beat the Eagles, they put themselves in prime position to make the playoffs. Um, like we talked about the Bucks, they play against the Saints, the um, the the Saints, the Bills, and the Patriots without chasing Surhoff this week, without Surhoff next week. Um, Mikey's got to dig deep, and Mikey's really got to be a player because this is a Bucks team that's sitting in the seventh seed of three and four right now, and they're not trending in a, they're not trending in the right direction. Um, the last two weeks have not been the type of football that Mikey likes to play. One and two in their last three, and or one and three in their last four, I should say. Um, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see how the rest of the season pans out for them, but they're going to have to really uh, dig deep without some of their stars playing in these games. Saints, they get back Justin Laguna. I personally believe that they're going to win two or three of their next three games, and they're going to be finding themselves as a top six seed for sure. Um, I think that the Saints with Laguna are going to be a very good team, and I think that um, they'll only get better each week as Laguna continues to play. The the Saints finish their season. Sorry, the Saints finish their season with the Bucks, the Bills, and the Falcons. So those are three very tough opponents. Three games you're really gonna have to work hard to win. Um, they'll probably end up winning one or two of those games, depending on how this Sunday's game goes and how next Sunday's games go as well. Um, the Ravens. The Ravens finish their season with the Raiders this week and the Falcons next week. I'm gonna put both of these games as must wins, but the Falcons game is for sure a must win. Um, the, the four wins could get you in. But you need to get at least four. So I'm going to put, actually, we're going to take that back. I'm putting both these games to the Ravens and must wins, but I'm not going to say that if you lose this week, that you'll be out, but you'll just have a, probably have to have some good luck and a win in the, in the in the last week of the regular season to save your uh, save your playoff lives. And then the Rams are eliminated from playoff contention because they lost to the Saints. They're one and seven. The best they can do is three and seven. And they've lost to the Saints, and they lost to... Oh, no, I guess they're technically still in because they didn't play the Bucks. So, I guess. 
Oh, no, they did play the Bucks. They lost to the Bucks. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, the Rams are um, they are eliminated from playoff contention, as are the Chargers, one and seven and zero oh and eight. So just play spoiler and uh, make guys work for playoff. Make guys work in this league for their playoff spot and make them earn their seed. Because I don't like to see forfeits, and I definitely don't like to see teams laying down against other teams just because they think they're better or they're better on paper. Um, the Eagles, the Eagles are going to have to win all three of their games, I believe, to make the playoffs. They think sitting at five and five. If they're sitting at two and five now, they play the. They play the Dolphins, the Rams, and the Chargers. They have to win all three games. Those are two teams that are behind you in the standings, and a Dolphins team that is definitely beatable. Um, Galante will be the best quarterback in all three games, so go out there and be the best player in all three games and get three wins. Um, yeah, that really does it for me. Uh, it's hard doing a podcast by yourself, but I think I did an all right job. Um, sorry I had to listen to my voice for 45 straight minutes. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Two weeks left in the regular season, then we're on to the postseason. Very exciting times in the summer season. A lot of teams shaping into really elite teams. And, uh, yeah, upset pick of the week, Bills over Cowboys. Um, That does it here, folks, for another edition of the Bear Down Sports Pod. Thank you and subscribe on all podcasts. We'll see you at Sayreville High School on Sunday at 930. Peace.